Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a podcast and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience, and wisdom from thousands of successful individuals from around the world. I'm your host, Ashutosh Garg, and today I'm delighted to welcome a very, very accomplished professional in marketing and loyalty from Mumbai, India, Mr. Ajay Rao. Ajay, welcome to the show. Thank you, Ashutosh. An honor to be here. Thank you. Uh, Ajay is the founder and chairman of Customer Capital. He's developed loyalty programs for most major companies in India, and he's had a very, very illustrious corporate career. So Ajay, before we start talking loyalty, tell me a little bit about your own journey uh, and your own background in loyalty and CRM programs. So Ashutosh, uh, like you, I started my career with ITC. Mm-hmm. I was out of IAMCAL and I was the only guy in um, marketing and you are right code. So Yogi Deveshwar, who was then the chairman of the hotels division, packed me off to do a six-month stint in oh, direct marketing, direct marketing, loyalty, loyalty, kuch kar. And mm. I spent the next 37 years doing that. So wow. I started with, uh, launched the first loyalty program I know of uh, outside of the U.S. Uh, in 86, 87, which was for ITC for the hotels division. And uh, we worked with them for about five years and then set up my own business, which promptly went broke. Mm-hmm. Uh, in those days, you wanted an entrepreneur, you were doing business. So, and, you know, everybody looked at you somewhat, you know, pitting lazy, you probably been fired unless you couldn't hang on to a job. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, I said the business went broke, uh, joined uh, Ravi Gupta and Trakaya, mm-hmm. where I ran direct, and we did some, um, so I saved myself some pretty good work um, you know, launching countries, uh, brands which didn't exist before, like Ceasefire and so on. We mm-hmm. had quite a lot of fun, did some great work. Yeah. Uh, I then joined the Rediffusion Group, where I spent five years running uh, as the first employee and CEO of uh, Wonderman in mm-hmm. India. And Lester Wonderman um, is, was the, pretty much the, uh, the god of, um, you know, all the stuff that I do, the direct marketing, mm-hmm. the loyalty and He's the guy who came up with the American Express credit card. He's the guy who came up with almost every word, every term that you use in marketing today, mm. relationship marketing, interactivity. He, he coined almost every one of those, including direct marketing. Mm. So the chance to run Wonderman was a big deal for me. Uh, and then um, we started doing work for people internationally. We realized this was back in the late 90s. Mm. And we realized there's scope beyond IT. At that time, India was big for you know Y2K projects, right? I mean, everybody was nervous that the computer systems around the world would crash. And uh, so a lot of IT was coming to it. We realized we could do more than just IT. Mm-hmm. And we set up a company called Customer Asset, a couple of uh, contemporaries of mine from there, myself and another friend. Mm-hmm. That company is now called First Source. We sold it uh, and uh, to ICICI at the time, mm-hmm. and they to be forward. And then we set up an analytics company, a marketing analytics company, and started doing work for people all over the world. Um, I then uh, retired. Uh, I want to retire because I was 40 years driving my wife to distraction and the, um, you know, teaching at the IM and basically doing nothing really. And that bought tears. Um, so the wife kicked me out of the house saying, you better go and do something with yourself because, you know, you're driving us all crazy. And so I joined the Tara group for the next 11 years. Um, seven, I ran CRM for the Taj globally. And four was with a JV between uh, a company called Amia, which was then the leader of loyalty globally and the Tata Group, and uh, it was through Tata Capital. So I worked with them for four years and then set up a company called Nicholas World, uh, which is now India's largest customer experience measurement and management company by a factor of heck of a lot. I mean, they do, I think it's 35 million conversations around. So, you know, I want to get to loyalty, uh, you know, and I wanted to ask you, you know, since you've been there for such a long time, 
what are some of the key components of an effective loyalty program and how do they contribute to the business's success? So, you know, a lot of people believe that a loyalty program is equal to loyalty, right? uh, which is actually untrue. Mm -hmm. uh, because um, a loyalty program is just a means to an end, right? What the loyalty program does, it gives you five assets mm -hmm. and gives you a means to leverage those assets to try and drive value in business. Uh, the first asset it gives you, it gives you data. Now, previously, airlines, hotels knew there was a butler seat or a body in a bed, but they didn't know whose it was. Mm -hmm. able to tie that together. Now, with the loyalty program, you had a unique number. And that unique number allowed you to say it was Ashutosh who flew from A to B and then from B to C and then flew back to A, hmm. which suggested Ashutosh is based in A, hmm. right? Uh, so that was a lot of insight which came from right. the unique number. Hmm. Now, with the unique number, you could tie on transaction data hmm. and you could tie on interaction data. So every time you call the call center, they'd know it was you, right? As you started building out this transaction interaction profile data database, hmm. you found there were ways in which you could mark the database to give you more predictive power. Hmm. So that was one asset, which is the data. The second asset was the comm channel, which you owned. Now, if I bombed you with emails and SMSs just because you're, you know, you signed out to my loyalty program, foolish me, because what I've done is I shot myself in the foot. But if I treat that channel with respect, what happens, Ashutosh, is that you pay attention to me. I don't have to pay Meta and Google to talk to you. Mm -hmm. And that can be substantial. Okay. The second thing is get a comp channel. Mm -hmm. The third thing you get is a currency other than rupees. Mm -hmm. Any marketer with half a brain in his head, okay, not even half a brain in the head, can do a discount. Mm -hmm. Right. Let's have a grand strategy in this one. Let's give a discount of 25%. Mm -hmm. Anyone can do that. Now, to move away from discounts and create a currency which you own and you control the value of mm -hmm. is the third thing which it gives you. Call it points, call it miles, whatever. But mm -hmm. that's the third asset it gives you. Mm -hmm. Fourth is the ability, now that you've got the data, you've got the currency, you've got all these things, you can put that together mm -hmm. and make the person feel special. Mm -hmm. so when you join the short queue when you're getting on to your check-in at the air airport, right, rather than long snaking queue, which is for mm -hmm. players, not platinum status, you know, there's a little feeling of, oh, I'm special right? Mm -hmm. That is the fourth thing that you get, which is the ability to treat people differently mm -hmm. and legitimately do so. Well said. Well and said. the fifth mm -hmm. is there are a bunch of people who want to talk to the people that you talk to. Mm -hmm. Now, you've got the currency, you've got the brand, you've got all that data, you've got all that stuff, which makes those people want to talk to you, mm -hmm. which means you're a very valuable partner to other brands. Mm -hmm. And that was the fifth reason to do it. Mm -hmm. But What's happened in recent years is that fifth reason has become the dominant reason. Mm. So if you look at um, airlines, for example, um, if you the last time I saw the figures for United and American, right, uh, Americans' valuation was $24 billion, mm -hmm. of which I think only five is from the airline. Oh, wow. And 19 is from the loyalty program. Mm. So A advantage is worth four times the airline, right? Mm. Um, United is a bit extreme. Mm. When I last saw it, which is admittedly about six or nine months ago, mm -hmm. uh, the airline was worth minus six billion dollars, mm -hmm. a negative six billion, and the loyalty program plus thirty-seven billion. Amazing. So it gives you a sense that you know now the tail is wagging the dog, except now the tail has become the dog, mm -hmm. and you know we just happen to have a few planes for fun. Fascinating. And and how important is it, Ajay, for businesses to integrate their loyalty programs with other marketing channels, and of course in today's day and age, social media? I don't think you have a choice, really. If you don't, 
because you've got a bunch of people who put up their hands and said, look, you're special to us. We want to be special to you. Correct. Right. Uh, and if you're going to ignore them in your general marketing, well, shame on you. Because they can be incredibly helpful. I mean, for example, Ashutosh, if you're a friend of mine and you put up your hand, you said, look, I'll go through the effort to become a member of a loyalty program. I'm going to give you my card when I shop with you, whatever it is, mm. right? Uh, you're making an effort to be my friend. Correct. Now, if I ignore you and I ignore what you can bring to my party, because you can mm. give me so many things. You can give me the, you know, recommendations. Correct. You can say, look, I believe you're special, right? Mm. And that makes a big difference to your friends, who I may not know, but you do. Mm. Right. Uh, testimonials, recommendations, that kind of thing is very helpful. But there's much more you can do. You can give me advice. Very often, if I ask you for advice, saying, hey, Ashutosh, you know, can you tell me how to do a better job? Mm. If you care about me, the chances are you'll probably tell me. Mm. And if I apply that advice, it can do a fair amount. You may be willing to save me money. Mm. You may say to me, of these seven things that you do for me, these two I don't care about, knock them off, give me these five, charge me a little less, and it may turn out that I make more profit. Mm. Right? So there's so many things you can do with me, right? Fascinating. There's also a lot of discussion about personalization in uh, loyalty programs. So I'd love to get your perspective on how critical is it for personalization and how can uh, this enhance uh, loyalty to the brand? I think, you know, expectations have changed, Ashutosh. You know, um, when you use Google Maps, the home there is your home. It's not mine. Mm. When I use it, home is my home. Personalization is here to stay, right? And it's become your expectation. Mm. If your loyalty program doesn't do it, you're annoyed. Mm. Hey, why don't you guys get your act together? Because, you know, it's uh, something which Google does with hundreds of millions of people. Why can't you do it with the, you know, 25,000 people on your loyalty program, right? I mean, it's, a, it's an irritation. All right. Now, as you raise the bar on personalization, I think, um, you know, um, probably the most important thing that you have to give is attention. Mm. Right. And if I can get your attention, right, you know, it's, it's a huge service you're doing me. Mm. Now, I cannot get and keep your attention unless I'm relevant to you, mm. which means that in today's day and age, when attention is at a huge premium, you know, the onslaughts of the attention all the time there, right. people are crying for attention, right? If you're willing to give it to me, um, I need to be respectful and make it personalized to you. Mm. Particularly now that technology and data allows me to do so, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't think there's a choice with personalization. Well you said. have to do it. Well said, well said. Can you also talk a little bit about the role of technology and artificial intelligence when it comes to shaping the future of loyalty programs? So, um, Ashutosh, you know, I think a lot of people confuse the plumbing with the water. Correct. Technology is the plumbing. Absolutely. Right? It gets, what gets the water to you. Water is the data. Mm -hmm. Right now, the AI is enabled to be more effective because of the technology. Mm -hmm. Right, but the AI is separate from the tech, and the tech is separate from the AI. Think of it that way. Mm -hmm. Right, the okay. Forget about AI. Let's talk about basic analytics, and we'll come to AI in a moment. Mm -hmm. uh, if you take basic analytics, it's really about the data. Now, the ability to leverage that insight from the data to do mm -hmm. something special for you is something which I should be doing. Mm -hmm. Right, I may use tech to use it do it. I may just use a human being to do it. It doesn't make a difference. Correct. But leveraging that is something I need to do. Hmm. Now, what AI does is it uses that data at a one plus plus step, right? Hmm. So what it's saying is I'm learning from the data. I'm looking ahead and I'm saying, okay, let's take predictive AI, for example, the chat GPTs of this world, right? What hmm. you're really saying is if this is the question, then this is likely to be the answer because I looked at all these databases, 
nine or ten times is the answer. So this is your answer. Right. Now, in effect, what it's doing is it's uh, generating what you could be looking for. Mm. Right. Now, that's a tool. It's available. It's okay. great. We love it. Apply it. Mm. But what's more important than that, and that's a buzzword, mm. is to matter to you. Mm. If I can make you care, mm. right? And and go back uh, to your childhood, Ashish. I'm pretty sure when you were a kid, mm. uh, you know, you'd go with your parents to the storekeeper. He'd recognize your mom and he'd say, "Ma'am, you know, I've got this for you," because he'd know what she wanted. Correct. He cared about her, and she would care about him, saying, "I'd rather go and shop with him yeah. because he knows what I want." Correct. What's changed? Mm. It's the same thinking. It's just now you're doing it for millions of customers, and you're yeah. using data and AI. Mm. But that same predictive ability to know that Mrs. Garg will want to buy this when it's in season and she comes mm. by. Mm. I've got to keep it for her. Mm. Same thing, man. Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you. My next question is that, you know, there is also a lot of talk, Ajay, about data security, privacy, and security of customer data. Uh, and once in a while, I do get a message from someone around the world saying, so many million, uh, you know, records have been breached. Yours was one of them or something and change your password. I'd love to get your perspective on how can companies ensure privacy of customer data? So uh, I'm not an expert on it. Okay. Right? And uh, to my everlasting shame, mm -hmm. after years of dealing with fraud and, you know, data security and stuff like that, I got conned myself the other day, right? And fortunately, my wife, whom I asked to send money to, this gentleman who's a friend of my father's, who instantly was the head of um, Levers, uh, needs to run uh, tech for Levers mm -hmm. in, um, across the Asia Pac region, I think. Wow. Certainly in India, I think across mm -hmm. the Asia Pac. Very senior guy in tech, right? And I got a mail from him saying, Can you help me with this thing? And, you know, it's a. Yes, uh, I've also received similar mails, yeah. Well, there you go. And then because it was him, it never even occurred to me. I mean, you know, the friend of my father's, the senior guy, Levers tech guy, etc. I mean, unfortunately, why I said, hey, hang on a sec, are you for real? I mean, you're actually trying to send money. So mm. I said, well, you know, Mr. So-and-so. And so, no, it's not. Mm. And uh, then we didn't get conned, but that was fortunately because I've got a very suspicious right. wife, but otherwise I would have got conned. But yes. uh, Ashutosh, I'll, I'll tell you uh, what, what it's about, right? Data breaches are a fact. We do all we can to catch them. There's always some bright spark finding a new way to work around, right? Um, and there are two ways in which data, data breaches work, right? Mm -hmm. One is tech, and the other is something called social engineering. I'm not sure mm -hmm. if you're familiar with social engineering, but it's mm -hmm. uh, it's basically people. I ask you a question, I build on that, I ask somebody else a question, I build on that, I build on that, and next thing you know, I've got everything I need to know. Correct. And so both of those are threats, right? Uh, and now I think um, the actors are no longer uh, some kid in a garage, mm -hmm. the actors are countries. Right and formidable countries with formidable abilities to you know so the days of um, security the way I understood it have long gone mm. right I mean the you know the double blinds and the seating the dollar base and all that stuff which I would have understood those days uh, I mean yesterday's news right now it's you know very large countries who are attacking your databases mm. and you know these what do they call them zero days and stuff like that are now become you know worth millions of dollars aren't they absolutely so I agree. It's not a subject which I've got any confidence to talk Absolutely. about. So, sorry, it's just, you know. No, no, I agree with you completely. My next question is, you know, and uh, coming back to the loyalty programs, but based on all the vast experience that you have, what are some of the common mistakes a lot of businesses make when they design their loyalty program? You know, the C curve, right, which I learned off in the data group, 
this axis is what you know, or sorry, what you think you know, and this axis is what you actually know, mm. right? And a lot of people think they know loyalty because mm. they're members of the loyalty program, um, and they don't actually know it. Mm. That recognition that I don't know, and therefore I've got to learn and therefore I've got to get better, is I think the single largest mistake that I've seen. Mm. Oh yeah, we've got a loyalty program. Mm. The second largest error which I've seen is, um, you know, a loyalty program touches every part of the organization you've done right. It's not Correct. a marketing thing. Correct. It's actually a CEO thing. Mm. And the competences that drives how to use data effectively, how to think about analytics and stuff like that, mm. tech, is a CEO thing. But what you tend to do is you put the guy who reports to the guy who runs marketing, um, you put a guy over there into that, and you say, okay, well, you know, the pair of you just figure it out and, uh, you know, don't trouble the rest of us. And we'll give you very little money mm. because anyway, we don't know what it does. So the lack of attention is the second largest. Mm. And the third is this, um, what we were talking about earlier, which is this tendency to give discounts on the drop of a hat. Mm. The loyalty program almost becomes a, you know, how much more discount can I give you? Correct. Which is not the purpose at all, right? It's supposed to build a relationship with you mm. and you don't necessarily want a discount. Not to say you won't take it. Mm. Ask you, do you want a discount? Of course I want a discount. Which one of us doesn't? Mm. But would you buy without the discount? Mm. Do you care enough? And the chances are you would. Mm. You've been a retailer. You know that some people who come by and pay a premium to buy from you. They've got a reason why, whatever that reason is. Correct. And they're valuable. Correct. Wonderful. And when it comes to small businesses, you know, I speak to many entrepreneurs. The moment an entrepreneur has a business, which is the B2C, for example, uh, everyone wants to develop their own loyalty program. My question is, how can small businesses develop their own loyalty programs or should they? No, that's a really tricky one. <laughs> it's a difficult one to answer. Okay. Because at one level, Absolutely, yes, you must. Mm -hmm. It helps you. At the other level, the chances are you're going to mess it up. Mm -hmm. Right? And it's not going to help you. Mm -hmm. So perhaps you shouldn't. So it's one of those really difficult questions. I wish, you know, it were, certainly I'm talking about India here. I, I, I wish there were a bunch of people who would say, well, you know what? Here's the platform. Just plug it in and it's going to work. Right. It, it's not that easy, I'm afraid. I should so it's a difficult Fair question enough. to answer. Fair enough. Fair enough. So I have time for two more questions for you. My next one is, that how do you measure the success of a loyalty program? And what are some of the key performance indicators business should, businesses should track? So I think the, uh, the two parts of the loyalty program, right? Mm. Um, and one part is the impact on the mother business, mm. right? So your loyalty program should give you incremental revenue. It should give you incremental margin, right? In the core business. Correct. So Correct. it should help you fill the troughs. It should help you, you know, manage your peaks, you know, and the equivalent of that in retail, for example, right? You shouldn't be dependent on the EOSS, uh, you know, the only way to sell, right? Mm -hmm. It should manage your, your core business. Right. The loyalty program itself creates ancillary revenue. And in that, what you're looking at is ancillary revenue margin, uh, well, ancillary revenue itself, and then the margin of the ancillary revenue, and it generates a huge amount of cash because of the way the economics work. Mm -hmm. uh, so you should be looking at the cash. The reason why loyalties are pro programs are so valuable, like 20x revenue multiple kind of thing, is because of the predictability. Because you're sitting on the cash because of the way loyalty works. You debit in advance and you credit on redemption. So you're mm -hmm. sitting on the cash up front. Mm -hmm. um, and you just need to recognize the revenue. Mm -hmm. So in a large loyalty program, which has been around for, say, 5, 10 years, 
about 80% of your revenue is already in the bank as cash before you stop a year. Mm. Now, that is an incredibly valuable thing in itself, right? Which is why they've worked so much. That's on the monetary side. Right. On the strategic side, your loyalty program needs to measurably give you a foil against your competition, mm. right? On the competency side, your loyalty program needs to measurably improve your ability to use data, improve your ability to work with your customers, mm. right? So there are many metrics which you should look at. Yeah. But there's no point, you know, there's a boat in the water, right? The tide goes up, the boat goes down. The tide goes down, the boat, you know, I mean, goes up, the boat mm. goes up, the boat mm. goes down. Mm. And then the boat takes credit for the tide. Right. That is not a good measure of a loyalty program. Well said. Well said. Ajay, my last question for you, uh, and this I'm going to ask you to wear, uh, you know, your or look into the crystal ball. What do you think will be the next big thing in customer loyalty? And how can businesses stay ahead of the curve to stay competitive? So what we're trying to build now, sorry, this is going to sound like I'm selling our company. I'm, no, no, please do. Please do, by all means. But what we, we're trying to do, Ashutosh, is, you know, there's a lot of expertise in the last 37 years of loyalty that I've had. My partner, there are 25 years, 30 years, 35 years. We've all pretty long the tooth and we're doing the startup now. We're trying to codify all that expertise mm -hmm. into what we're calling an expert stack. Mm -hmm. Right now, Take that expertise, put it in the expert stack, you put that on top of a database mm. and it starts churning out the actions you should be taking. Mm. Right? So what's happening is you're getting an incre increasing amount of automation and AI-driven automation, if you mm. really, I mean, that's a buzzword nowadays, right? Mm. But it's really, so think about it like uh, when you put Google, right, on top of the database and say, will you search this and give me some predictive value out of this? Mm. And Google searches that database, let's say it's a bunch of forms and papers and it says, okay, based on keyword search and the way the the algorithm works, it looks at what works for people when they search, etc. Mm -hmm. I mean, we understand mm -hmm. that. Imagine that for a loyalty program. So I suspect that kind of thing, whether it's us or somebody else, mm -hmm. but that kind of thing to codify the knowledge and automate it so that small guy we're talking about earlier has an opportunity to do a loyalty program and know it'll work mm -hmm. with pure tech. Mm -hmm. Tech is remains the plumbing. You can have the great plumbing, but you still need the data to work, right? Mm -hmm. So I guess that's the future to my, and I'm sorry, I, I wasn't meant to be a plug for myself, but. No, 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 but I believe that no, we are talking about you and your company. So I don't have any problem at all on your talk, talking about your company. And on that note, Ajay, uh, thank you so much for speaking to me about your own journey. Uh, it was wonderful to learn that you and I were both colleagues in ITC for some time. Thank you also for speaking to me at such length about loyalty programs. I mean, I've, I'm a member of many, I did have a loyalty program in Guardian, but uh, I wish I'd known you at the time when I was implementing my loyalty program in Guardian, wouldn't have made so many mistakes that we did. Thank you also for talking to me about so many different aspects of uh, how loyalty programs can add value. And I love the example that you gave me about the airlines. I had no idea, and I'm sure my audience that would also have no idea that the value of the airline, valuation of the airline is negative, but the valuation of the loyalty program of the airline is significantly positive. Thank you for speaking to me and good luck. Thank you so much, Asrul. Really kind of you to have me. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the brand called You Videocast and Podcast, a platform that brings you knowledge, experience, and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Do visit our website, www.tbcy.in, to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals.
You can also follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Just search for the brand called Youth.